0: Here we are. We're back again. And today I have my friend, Anna. Anna is a driven and compassionate coach that helps people defeat anxiety. That's right. Defeat anxiety. I'll say it again for the people in the back. She works with people who want to be happy and they're motivated to find the missing piece in their struggle with anxiety. They're ready to break free from it and the pain that it causes. With over a decade of collecting and applying scientifically proven tools, she also draws on her own experience as a certified kundalini teacher and a rising leader in the wellness world. After working with Anna, you will be in control of your life with a whole new world of possibility in front of you, and that is what we're all about. So welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: It is an absolute honor to be here.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I am excited to dive into the work that you do. Um, you know, I emphasize the anxiety piece because whether or not you are diagnosed or you have a label or you're you're in some sort of you know therapy or treatment for anxiety, I think If you're an entrepreneur or a go-getter, there is some element of anxiety fueling you or living with you. So I know the stuff that you teach is really applicable to people who are, you know, maybe paralyzed by their anxiety and other people who aren't even really aware of how much it's impacting their life or their business. So. Let's dive into how this whole journey started for you. You know, did you grow up in Minnesota, you know, the Midwest like me and think I'm going to be a coach when I grow up or, or how did this all unfold for you? No,
1: you know, I was a teacher for many years and that was my little girl dream, you know, to, to be the teacher. And I did that and, um, Looking back now, you know, they always say hindsight is 2020, and looking back, I was absolutely an anxious kid, kind of always on edge, a um, little touch of OCD, all of the kind of warning signs that I would have a crash in my late teens, early 20s, which is I think for a lot of people when the hardest first hit comes with mental health so that happened to me and i had my first panic attack at about 19 and kind of started on a very long journey of over a decade um, struggling with and trying to overcome anxiety
0: yeah there there's so much that i can relate to in that and i think why we we make a good team and we have so much in common and i know a lot of listeners do too right the whole like teacher path that means that you had some mission in you to like make a bigger impact and and do something bigger. And now, in your coaching practice, you get to use some of those experiences, but on your own terms, right? Not like you know, wiping noses and <laughs> whatever else teachers do these days. Right? For me, it was the
1: politics. Yeah, mm. playing the political game, uh, which is why I eventually decided I just um, couldn't go back to it. it. You know, no one tells you you're also going to be a political player when you become a public school teacher. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think one, one of my major um, kind of comings to understanding that I wanted to, you know, pursue the yoga and pursue being a coach was this realization that I am an educator. I'm an educator at heart. It is who I am. And when I left teaching, that was a really big blow for me. And it, it was really kind of an ego hit and an ego death of well who am I now if I'm not going to be a teacher and stepping into the path of being a coach was very much me saying I am a teacher like you said on my own terms and I'm going to share with the world my gifts the way that I share them best Um, and I don't fit into anyone's box and this is the way that I can can do that
0: yeah That's not an easy transition though. And I want to dig into that a little bit because when you take a certain path, like being a school teacher, like there will always be school teachers. They will always get paid a certain amount. They'll have healthcare. Like they're, that's a very um, comfortable and, you know, on the straight and narrow type of job. So when you step off of that path and you decide I'm going to live life on my own terms, You mentioned having to question your identity of like, well, who am I if I'm not in this role? Um, But another thing related to this question that I hear a lot is, but who am I to do it differently, right? When you start your own business or you say you're going to be a coach or you become a yoga teacher, you know, it's that imposter syndrome that can come up of like, I used to be a teacher. Who am I now? Am I good enough to do this next thing? Did you experience that yourself?
1: Absolutely, um, and still do. You know, it's that it's that inevitable um, that inevitable imposter syndrome. You hear people talk about it, people Instagram about it, and you're kind of like, oh, haha, imposter syndrome. And then you do. You start on a new path. You kind of start trailblazing your own way, and there it creeps in. And you're kind of like, oh, that's what everyone's been talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm waking up every day and pretending that I can do this, but deep down inside, I'm like, no, I, am a fraud. like, I'm, I'm tricking everyone into thinking that I'm a coach or I'm a this or that. Yeah. Totally. It's,
0: yeah. It's and I love, I love that you said, and you still have it because I don't think it ever goes away, right? Like Elton John has stage fright. Oprah is still insecure about her weight. You know, it's like, I've been doing this for four years and sometimes I'm still like, Oh, what if they find out? I don't have it all figured out. Or what if they find out like I have multiple, whatever thing they might find out. Right. Because as you grow in your journey, like the spotlight gets bigger, the pressure changes. And it's not that you get out of imposter syndrome, but I think you get I feel you just get better at dealing with it, at recognizing it. And I know you have a method, right? Like you've kind of broken this down. So talk to us how how you encourage or teach people to to work with this imposter syndrome idea.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to highlight that it never goes away, um, and if it does, that you need to question if you're growing and challenging yourself appropriately. I think it's a good uh, little clue that if you're feeling that imposter syndrome creep back in, that means you're continuing forward on your path and you're still growing, which I think everyone in this space and anyone that's listening to this podcast is here because they're growing and pushing and trying to give back to the world. So because of that, it's important to have something in your back pocket to uh, address it when it shows up.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I
1: have, I've kind of, I love, this is the teacher in me. It <laughs> Lesson <to come> plan. <laughs> Here we go. Here's our system. Yeah. Um, and so I have, I've developed a method that I use and I teach to help with this imposter syndrome. And it's simply called the rock solid method. So ROC being the three important letters. And it's you know, it all starts with that R and that R is getting rooted. It's getting rooted in your big why. Why did you choose to begin on this path? Why are you here? What are you giving to the world? That, you know, really digging deep and getting clear as to why you've chosen to do what you do. And like, okay, so using me as an example, right? I am a coach. I'm helping people to see anxiety. Why? Why do I do that? because I defeated anxiety, and because I know, I know the pain that it is to be in that struggle, and I feel really passionately that no one should have to struggle for as long as I did, or go, you know, as deep as I did into that pain, it just, no one should have to do that, so my why is is coming from a place of of experiencing that rock bottom and wanting to make sure that no one else has to go there.
0: Yeah. So that's I, saw what something, I, rooted in. I love that. I saw something online this week that said, No one can do it like you do it. And that really spoke to this idea because sometimes people are like, Why? Well, there's so many business coaches, there's so many coaches, there's this, there's that, there's the other thing. But it's like your individual gifts are there, your experiences are happened all for a reason it's culminating to make you like some unique offering to the world in my belief you know i believe there's enough bakers firefighters every everyone is here with like their own dream and it looks different there's not anyone with the same exact vision board right the dog and the color house I want is going to be different than Anna's dream cat and her dream cabin, right? Like even if we're both coaches. And so I think really getting clear on your specific why, not why other people are doing it, not why it makes sense, not why this is your, but like, like really teasing out the reason why your gifts and your experiences are exactly the way they are. Love it. Yeah, and that's so true for the
1: clients, right? They're looking for something really specific. If they're going to invest in a coach, they want to have that connection. And, you know, so maybe there's just two people out there, help, you know, helping people do what you do because the rest of them said, well, there's already two people doing it. But yeah. the reality is, is those two people aren't going to resonate with everyone.
0: So yeah, absolutely. I want to just put you on the spot for a second because I think our story is really resonant to this. We'll we'll get back to the imposter syndrome thing, but I do want to share how Anna and I um, got connected. So it's just so good. Thank you universe. I'll, I'll say, um, so my now husband, Mac, and I were then engaged. Maybe not even engaged. Anyway, we were not traveling yet. the world. Okay, we were traveling the world it in was, our backpacks. pre-engagement. <laughs> Pre-engaged, young, wild, and free. And we were in this small lake town, Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. If you're into yoga, you might have heard of it. Otherwise, I don't know. And it was a Sunday, and I wanted to find the Green Bay Packers. How much more random can we okay, – no one else does a Sunday like I do it, right? This quote, no one else does it like I do it. So, I'm in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala, Yoga Central, looking for the Green Bay Packers NFL. Go to this bar, like, it's kind of looking good, and then I notice there's this other group also, like, asking about football, and like, oh, hey, and this girl turns around with a Green Bay Packers t-shirt on. Happens to be Anna from the Midwest here for a yoga teacher training, and obviously, you know, the stars aligned. We became friends. We we spent time in Guatemala, but then it wasn't until like a year later that she was like, "Hey, I really want to get my yoga and coaching business going. I love what Dream Life is Real Life is all about. Like, how, how might you be able to help me?" Like that is the why, right? Like me showing up, Anna showing up in our perfect pursuits of joy and happiness, we happen to intersect. And I'm not like saying that this is your best marketing strategy, right? To just go out and do you and try to network at bars. But I am saying that when you do you, when you are rooted in your why and you live life on your terms, these are the types of experiences that happen. So back to imposter syndrome, but come on. We had to share that, right? (laughs) We've got a good
1: story. I just, you know.
0: (laughs) All right. So, so let's go from there. Right. So like Anna, you knew your why, like you had done all this studying with yoga. You were in a place that's like, it is my time to step into my power. So what happened next to keep you on this path and maybe fighting down any other fears or imposter syndrome that came up?
1: Yeah, you know, I went and lived on that mountain for three months and said, I'm doing this and hiked down the mountain every Sunday with my Green Bay Packers shirt on and met you. Um, but what I found, you know, okay, I'm rooted in my why. I'm going on my journey. I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to Guatemala for three months. I'm going to get myself straight and get rooted in what I'm doing. And the thing that happened next for me were the Yap yeah ups. So the objections, right? And this is the O in the rock. If the objections creep up as soon as you're like, "I've got this, I'm going for it, I've got my why, all of a sudden you've got, yeah, but I don't have the fancy degree. Yeah, but what if I get the clients and I don't they you know, I don't deliver what I've promised or, like the one we talked about is huge. Yeah, but there's a million other people out there doing this better than I ever could. So why, why even try? Um, and they cycle those yeah buts and they kind of, um, they attempt to push you down and, and ask you to set down the work. So what I have developed and done to kind of combat this is first, I always write them down. Get it out of your head. Get it on paper. Get it concrete. Make a little chart on your wall in your office, a Google Doc, whatever your system is, and anytime a yeah, but comes up, jot it down and then make a counter to it. So, yeah, but yeah, but I don't have a fancy degree. No, I don't have a fancy, you know, degree that has to do with anxiety. What I do have is over 10 years of experience with anxiety, knowing what it's like, and because I have personal experience with the struggle, I have a dozen plus different ways to come at it versus one narrow degree, you know, specialty. So maybe that's actually a strength, not a weakness. Um, What's another one? Yeah, but what if I don't help a client defeat their anxiety? That was a huge one for me, right? What if I book that client and they don't get better, they don't defeat their anxiety? And Hannah, this was one you actually helped me get through and, and create that counter on, which is it's it's actually their job to defeat their anxiety. And I know, and I'm rooted because I've done that work in that I have the tools. I, I can give the support. I have the resources. And they also have to show up and do that work. I'm not defeating the anxiety for them. They're doing that for themselves with my support. Right. And that was huge for me that was a breakthrough yeah um, and this is
0: true of any coach right like in a coaching relationship whether you're coaching the green bay packers or you're coaching someone to learn how to swim or you're coaching someone to defeat anxiety you can only show up for your half of that relationship so you know if you're a quarterback coach you got to show up for a hundred percent of your fifty percent but the time comes when that kid has to go out and throw the pass themselves And the same is true with any coaching client you have. Like, and we've talked so much about this, Anna. It's like, are you showing up for a hundred percent of your end of the relationship? Because that's all you can do. Like personal trainers, like they're there for that hour. But if their clients go and binge on Netflix, ice cream and Cheetos, then like, they're probably not going to get the results. And so does that personal trainer feel like they're a a mess up or they didn't do enough? No, they showed up for their personal training, that agreement, that hundred percent. So I love that. Um, Yeah, but, and then finding, finding what is true for you and uh, handling your own objections. So good. So good. Flip it. Yeah. All right. Get us to the C. What comes next?
1: (laughs) That C is really um, maybe the most important one and it's just consistency, right? You got to grind it out every day, whether the imposter syndrome is raging or it's, just whispering. You have to show up every day with the same vigor and excitement and really push forward. There's a lot of unsexy days as an entrepreneur where you have to sit down and you have to do the behind the scenes and you have to really grind it out. And you have to show up 110% on those days, just as much on the days when you have the client calls and you're booking the clients, the exciting, juicy stuff. It's the consistency, really waking up every day and saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to do what it takes today to move one step forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we go back to like the personal training thing, it's like, you can't work out for a day or a week and say, cool, I'm fit. It's like to really master this and deal with the challenges that keep coming up, like the next meal or the next week of workouts, the same thing is true in business. It's like, you got to show up, put in the reps and watch yourself get stronger right? And I love that you're ending on this C, the consistency piece, because you can measure that. You can measure, like, are you consistently showing up to the work and getting better at it? I was just telling Mac a few years ago, um, we would literally throw pity parties. Like, I would get, like, have a hard time, or, like, sales weren't working, or, like, the website, like, you know, shit's always going wrong in entrepreneurship. So he'd be like, all right, like, wine and cheese, like, let's do it. Like, let's just, like, sit in this. Like, it's Friday, like, whatever. And honestly, the pity party would like get to something. I'd be like, it's fine. You know, a couple glasses of wine in like the world is whatever. And we'd work through it. But now like we don't need a a night of pity party. It's like a couple of minutes of like, oh my gosh, a ridiculous person on Instagram called me this name or this person's not ready for my program. And it's like watching how quickly you can rebound from the imposter syndrome or from the rejection or from the frustration. Um, Those are the other places you get to measure this. Like, do it consistently, check yourself before you wreck yourself, but then also watch how the response shortens, right?
1: Yeah, I think instead of the yeah, but it's the now what. Oh, no. put that on <laughs> Pinterest and save it for later. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's like, okay, they said no, now what? Well, I go out and continue to look for the next, you know, the next one. And, um, You know, another, I remember I was like having a hard go. I was having my titty party. I reached out to you. I'm like, I'm totally wine and cheesing over here. And you were like, you know what? Mac and I celebrated every no. And I was like, yeah, that's juicy. I like that because it means you're in action. You're showing up consistently. You're getting on the calls. You're doing the work. And eventually that person, I'm all, you know, I'm a huge believer in universal energy. And if you make the space for it, it will come in. You've got to just keep every day, you got to keep showing up and letting the universe know, I want this. I'm going for this. I'm not going to stop. And eventually, the energy you put out will come back to you.
0: I love it. And if you've heard this before, and you're like, yeah, girls, like, good for you. These things are cliche for a reason right? They're cliche because they're true. And you can choose to believe whatever truth you want, but wouldn't it be more fun to believe that celebrating your nose and showing up day in and day out and focusing on the feelings you want to feel like, that's just a better belief to me to try on than the doubt and the fear. It happens, right? That's what Anna's saying. When you feel the doubt and fear, just choose better thoughts, handle your own objections, get rooted and keep doing those reps. So Break it down for us one more time. Just quick summary of how we overcome imposter syndrome.
1: Three easy steps. It's your rock solid method. R, you're going to get rooted in your why. Why are you doing this? Why is this important to you? O, handle your objections. Write them down. Put them somewhere concrete and then counter them with the, right, the flip, the positive, the, Yeah, but what if? Consistency. You got to show up to do the work, the sexy work and the unsexy work, the hard days and the, the celebratory days. Every day you have to show up excited about where you're going and willing to put in the grind to get there.
0: So good. Spoken like a heartfelt, on-purpose teacher and leader. I love seeing you in this light. That is such massive value you just shared, and I so appreciate that. And I'm sure others would love to get to know you more and continue this conversation, or maybe they're just Packers fans and want to meet up. No. <laughs> so where can, people, um, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you do?
1: yeah, so I'm in a couple different places. I am on Facebook and I have a Facebook group there where I'm offering a lot of great tools and resources. I am on Instagram at Animahantara, and I um, am also on LinkedIn.
0: What's the name of your Facebook group? I think that is a really great resource for folks to go to.
1: Yeah, defeat anxiety now. So if you really search that on any of the
0: platforms,
1: I should pop up. Um, defeat, defeat anxiety, anxiety now. now.
0: It's also great. Just like tell the universe what you want. Type that in. Defeat anxiety now, right? (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anna, thank you so much. And just a quick note, you know, as Anna has been sharing, we we did work together. And if you are interested in taking your business, your coach, your impact to the next level and reaching more folks with your online marketing and business strategies, feel free to also visit dreamlifeisreallife.com slash show and uh, take a step to schedule some time with our team to see if we can help you make your dream life, your real life and business. All right, friends, I'll be back next week with another inspiring guest that will help you make your dream life your real life.